Hey guys, it's Dr. Beard again. Um, we have another episode on our Self Care is the New Healthcare podcast. It's going to be about chronic pain, which a lot of you have, um, and Paul has had to deal with. I've had to deal with it. And uh, we want to kind of compare and contrast the conventional medicine approach to, to chronic pain and uh, with that of functional medicine. It's very different. And I can tell you, having uh, practiced both ways, that the functional medicine approach gets far, far better results at helping people overcome their chronic pain issues than that of the pill for an ill approach. Absolutely. And we're going to delve um, deep into that and kind of give you some tips on what you need to do to uncover and address the root causes of your chronic pain. And uh, before we get started, though, you know what we got to do. We got to listen to the Hellroys. Yes. I don't take nothing. That a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man. So I don't do no drugs. All right. So before we get started, you know what I got to do. Um, this content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide medical advice or to take the place of medical advice or treatment from a personal physician. And I am not your personal physician. That's right. <laughs> I am Paul's personal physician, but I'm not yours. She's not really. She just, she says, <laughs> suck it up. It, hey, it's tough love. Very it's tough. Very, love. Very, and it helps, right? Exactly. Things go away. Hey, so. And we have a special guest with us today, Bo. Bo, the standard poodle, the goopiest poodle that ever existed. You can barely see is him. Is joining us. There he is. Yeah, he's talking about a pain. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a chronic pain. No, he's not. So t- tell you know, acute versus chronic pain, and then that how acute pain becomes chronic pain. So, yeah, I mean, we need to have, you know, pain receptors that mm-hmm. they keep us alive. They keep us from injuring ourselves. They keep us from burning ourselves. You know, you have pain receptors. And there's all kinds of different types of pain receptors all over our body. Um, acute pain is a good thing. Okay. You sprain your ankle, you're going to have some acute pain. Grab a hot skillet. Grab a hot skillet, you're going to have some acute pain. Um, you know, but it's when the the normal, quote, normal time period for healing, um, when that's over yet you still have pain, that's an issue. Okay. So if you sprain your ankle, you're going to, you know, most of us are going to experience some uncomfortableness for a few days, even up to a week, depending on how bad or even beyond, depending on how bad the sprain is. And you're going to have some pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that keeps you off your foot, so you're not, you know, making matters worse and injure and uh, making the injury worse. But when it, you know, after a, you know, a, a substantial time for healing, and then you're still experiencing pain, that's that's an issue. Something is going wrong, right? With uh, the immune response, okay, which is often causes pain. And as you always tell me, all pain all chronic pain is inflammation it's immune dysfunction okay and an inflammation is a big part of that we often use those terms synonymously um, and there's a lot of things that contribute to immune dysregulation yes the injury is one thing but there are lots of other things that can keep that pain uh, persisting beyond the normal time for healing and that's the case i see this all the time for people who you know, have had injuries in their lives, whether sports related or, or some type of accident, and um, they continue to have pain intermittently or, or chronically in those areas, and they always want to blame it just on the injury. And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't have to be the case. I've had injuries. I've had broken bones. Um, I've dealt with chronic pain months and months and months on end, every day, every hour. Um, and I was able to overcome that with a functional medicine approach. When I mentioned inflammation, you always tell me that, so you injure yourself or, or an injury occurs, it tries to heal, but for some reason that area keeps hurting for months, for years. Mm-hmm. And that really is the difference it, that the inflammation, that injury becomes a magnet for the inflammation. Yes. And that's often the case is whenever your body becomes inflamed or has, you know, the, um, it, it's, it's, uh, and most people are inflamed. Yeah, most people. And, and inflammation levels, you know, or go down, go up, depending on what's going on in your life at the time. And what right? you're eating. And what you're eating, what, you know, the stress, your sleep, all of those things contribute to immune 
um, dysfunction or function, depending on what you're doing. Um, and so those, they're kind of like um, magnets, you know, for uh, the expression of the immune dysregulation in the form of pain. Pain is a symptom of immune dysfunction. I think, I think that's the hard There's con- many, many symptoms of immune dysfunction. Pain is one. It, it was a really hard concept for me that the, the inflammation was causing the pain. It just to make sense. Well, why now? Why now? Well, the, my hip, the injury right. became the magnet. You know, I, when my inflammation goes up, if I didn't have that, I probably didn't notice it as much. It was probably doing other things to me. But now, whenever I have inflammation, which is usually food-derived, it hurts. Right. Because that now has become my permanent magnet for the pain. And I think that's a key concept for people like, well, what, what the heck does inflammation have to do with pain? It is your pain. It is it. Yeah, and, and the same thing, you know, I suffered from chronic pain for a long time in my 30s. Um, horrible, horrible back pain, neck pain, uh, to the point where I wanted to be a surgeon. And then I realized, you know, I was doing all my surgery rotations and was having a lot of pain at that time in my back and my neck. And I couldn't deal with the surgeries and being in that bent position with my neck. And that was a big reason why I didn't go become a surgeon. I couldn't tolerate it. And I thought, I thought that I was going to have to deal with this the rest of my life. And I was, you know, I was, but during that time when I was experiencing all this back pain and neck pain, I was also having a, a tremendous amount of neuropathy uh, in my hands and in my feet to the point where I couldn't even feel my feet touch the ground when I was running. But this was during a time when my inflammation levels, looking back now, were off the chart. I was doing everything wrong. My diet was horrible, horrible, horrible. Stress was through the roof. I wasn't sleeping that much. I was over-exercising. I probably had tons of nutrient deficiencies. Toxin exposures were pretty darn high. I mean, I was doing everything wrong. And that's why I was feeling like I was. And uh, because of a functional medicine approach, I don't have any pain anymore. Unless you screw up, unless I fall off the wagon with my diet or I let stress get the best of me. Those two things right there um, always will make certain areas of my body hurt. And it's always the same places, my neck, my wrists, or at sites where I've broken bones. So this is really the crux of why an acute pain injury becomes a chronic pain injury. Right. And, that- and, yeah. And I see a lot of people, well, I played soccer in high school and now I just, you know, have a lot of knee pain. Well, you don't have to have a lot of knee pain just because you played soccer in high school, okay? No. Uh, and in case that, that that's usually not, not, not the case. And, you know, I have pe- patients who will say, well, the doctor did x-rays, and he says, I got arthritis, you know, in my, in my joints. I bet almost all of us are going to have some type of arthritic-looking x-ray, especially as we get older, you know, but that doesn't mean we're going to have, that we should have pain. In fact, th- there's no correlation between usually, you know, what your, your x-ray or your MRI of your back looks like and pain. Right. I've seen some horrible imaging studies of people that had no pain in their joints. Right. And vice versa. And, you know, I was involved in my early career was in the MRI division for GE and Siemens. I mean, I put some of the first MRIs in Stanford and other places. And it was amazing once the MRIs rolled out, everyone had back problems and back surgery skyrocketed. There was no change, of course. We were, they were just amazed that when they did MRIs in people's backs, almost everyone had something wrong. Like, oh, you need a surgery, you need a surgery. And to the point where they tried to show a perfect back and an injured back, they had a hard time finding a perfect back. That's how common abnormalities in. Yes. Is, and these people are fine. And that, and so, you know, we want to contrast the, the approaches to chronic pain, you know, with, with the conventional medicine approach and the functional medicine approach. All right. Okay. And I want to tell you right now, if you are, um, have been told that you need surgery or if you are taking pain medications, opioids, NSAIDs, getting joint injections, steroids, and things like that, hold off and you, you should you should seek out a functional medicine approach before you continue to use those therapies because there's a lot of side effects and they often make 
matters worse. And, and you're, they're just masking your symptom, okay, while the underlying cause of your pain and inflammation continues to do damage elsewhere in your body. It may not be apparent yet what's going on, but at some point it's going to rear its ugly head and be expressed as some other symptom of immune dysfunction and, and, uh, and inflammation. So how do you want to attack this? You want to you want to compare and contrast. So 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 we know you know how what conventional medicine does for chronic pain, okay? Or they you're going to get offered. You used to get offered opioids, but that's kind of tamed been tamed down. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so glad that we're not handing those out like candy anymore. Um, and then you know NSAIDs, and we're going to talk about what those babies do to you. You want to get off of those as quickly as possible. And in fact, I have I, I work real hard to get my patients off of those. So NSAIDs, um, and, and, and the NSAIDs like is ibuprofen, ibuprofen, Aleve, the um, the COX one, COX two inhibitors like Celebrex, Mobic. I mean, those, oh gosh, those cause a lot of problems. Um, and then you know steroids, steroid injections. Uh, surgery okay there's some great surgeons out there and I'm glad we have them I wanted to be one but surgeons like to cut and sometimes they like to cut without ever thinking about the root causes of your pain okay again just because your imaging study study showed you know degenerative disc disease or arthritis or something like that does not mean you need to go surgery okay your pain can, um, you can overcome your pain without needlessly going to surgery. So really the, the conventional model is blocking pain. Yes. It, so. It's a, it's a Band-Aid. You're block, it's, yeah. But you need to explain why blocking it is bad. Because a lot of people are like, well, no, nah, I don't want to mess with this long-term approach. I'd just rather just block it because it's Well, quick. I'm not saying that, that I would not. And I'd, I tried to address people's acute pain while we're uncovering the reasons for it, you know, or their chronic pain, I should say. Um, but you need to understand that these medications have significant side effects and they're going to make, they often make your pain worse. They will. With the, especially with the opioids. We know now that, you know, the, whenever you take an opioid, especially if you start taking them consistently and regularly, you start making more opioid receptors. Okay. So then it takes more and more opioid to get that same, um, pain reduction effect. And when you try to get off the opioid, since you have more pain receptors in that area. Yeah, you've got all these screaming receptors. I need, op I need an opioid. I need an opioid. So they're, they're sensing pain more. They're more, it's like yes. you're listening more carefully. It, they're very hard to get off of. And I've talked to people who, have, who were um, addicted to them, and they were like, it, it was ruining their lives. It wasn't helping their pain. It's amplifying Other pain. things were happening. It was, and, and trying to get off of them was very, very difficult. And some people can't. Well, it, it actually is more difficult, not just from the addictive side, but the fact now that they have more receptors, so it actually is more painful. Right. They actually made the pain worse, so you need more opioids. And the other thing is it inhibits the production of your own natural pain. Painkillers. Pain yes. Painkillers. Our bodies make our own, their own painkillers. Endorphins are one of those. Mm -hmm. it, it, we call them endogenous. Um, they're actually like endogenous cannabinoids and endorphins are and endorphins when do you get endorphins when you exercise mm -hmm. you know so um that can be a pain it can cause some more pain too depending on what your injury is but for some for me it helps helps my pain but the opioids just think about what they do so you know they're they make people constipated because they slow gut motility mm -hmm. they are a tremendous burden on your detoxification processes in your liver. And if you're constipated, that also is a burden on detoxification. Yeah. That elimination is how and so you're, you're, recy and, you're recycling the crap. And you're recycling, you're recycling, yeah. Defecation is how you get rid of a lot of nasty stuff. And when you're constipated, you can't do that. So people be, become toxic that way, in, in addition to the toxicity that is occurring in their liver. And the tox and that toxicity is going to cause inflammation, which is going to cause yes, pain, it causes, which is more opioids. It's just, it's just um, just this domino effect of, of bad things. And then the NSAIDs are a whole other issue. Get off the NSAIDs. This is what NSAIDs do, all right? Yes, they block 
inflammation, certain inflammation pathways. Specific, so, very specific. Each yeah, one's they, different. Yeah, and they can and they can certainly help initially real quickly help with your pain. But at the same time, we know they contribute to something called gut permeability or quote leaky gut. Okay, that means that the the lining of your intestines becomes quote leaky. Things start passing through that gut barrier that shouldn't. Things that you eat, food proteins, bacteria, parasites, fungal particles, all kinds of things start leaking across your gut tract, the, the, the uh, gut lining. And there's a lot of immune cells lying along your GI tract. That's where about 75% of your immune cells lie in your body is along your GI tract. And so when they see these things that cross the gut barrier, they're foreign. They're like foreign invaders. They they they're like, all right, we gotta we gotta kill this thing. We've got to mount immune response, and they do. Which is inflammation. Which is inflammation, and it doesn't just stay in your gut. The immune response is systemic, meaning it goes everywhere in your body. It goes to your brain, your other organs, your skin, your joints, everywhere. But and that's why when people who have quote leaky guts experience a lot of these fatigue, joint pain, brain fog. That's inflammation. And that to me is like re warning signs for quote, maybe, you know, you've got a leaky gut or something's going on in your GI tract. And as we start this conversation, that injury is a magnet for that inflammation. Right. So now you've, you're created inflammation from the drug you're taking to stop the pain, but that inflammation now is going to disproportionately end up in that injured area causing more pain. Right. And so the, the NSAIDs are actually through the mechanism, because they ca cause gut permeability, which then leads to systemic inflammation, which then makes your joints hurt, which is why a lot of you are taking, you know, these NSAIDs um, because they're prescribed by a lot of orthopedic surgeons. So you're taking all these NSAIDs that help temporarily, but they're actually contributing to more and more inflammation and your dependence upon taking them. And so we have to stop that. We have to stop the gut permeability that occurs with these NSAIDs by not taking them. Okay, and, and usually there's a lot of lifestyle factors that come into play that are underlying causes of your inflammation and pain. And that's kind of what I, I want to talk about. We started, we were talking about how you, when you, when you take a pain it, uh, medication, it's going to block your ability to produce your own natural mm -hmm. pain, um, your, your, your endorphins right. and other things. But this is what we talk about when we talk about resilience. People become non-resilient to pain because they cannot produce their own natural. So you become, you become a baby. You become, well, they're, you're, they're, you're now just a, a anything hurts. They're you. inflamed. So you have this, you have a, the balance between we want you to have a functioning immune system and we want it to operate correctly during times of injury and when you you consume something that's not good for you and you want to you know like a some type of bacteria that's going to cause you problems we we want a, an adequate immune response for those things but you got to make sure it's balanced and a lot of us are in these pro-inflammatory states all the time all the time which is not only causing a lot of chronic pain but all kinds of other chronic disease Right, just because the only thing you feel right now is pain, but it's, it's causing other problems. It's, it, and it may, you may, do you have cardiovascular disease or your blood sugar level? What's your blood sugar levels like? Are you suffering from depression, anxiety, cognitive issues? Do you have skin problems? I mean, the list is long. And right. all these are immune-mediated issues. When, when you're the same part of your brain that deals with the pain, physical pain, is also the same part that deals with emotional, emotional pain. pain. So now you're, draw, you're, you're blocking your ability to heal from any emotional trauma also. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, the, the, a lot of the, the pain response is centrally mediated, you know, in your brain. And so, and just by, and then, you know, when you're in pain, you're, it, it starts, inter, you know, interfering with your, your neurotransmitters. And, and, and lots of people become depressed. And it interferes with your sleep, which is when you're healing. So you're, you're in addition. And it seems to be a trend now to put people on antidepressants from when they have chronic pain. Well, you. I keep seeing this in, in a lot of patients. I'm like, what? And the patients are like, yeah, my doctor wanted to put me on an antidepressant. Well, if you, if you don't peel back the layers, it, it makes sense because if you're ruining their gut, 
where most of your serotonin is produced. Yes, 95% of your serotonin is made in your GI tract. So you've, you've screwed that one. So now you're no longer, I can see why you'd as be well depressed. As well as your dopamine. So it makes sense why you'd be depressed, but giving an antidepressant is probably not the best idea. No, they're, they're, oh man, we're messing so many people up by not addressing the root causes of their issues. So. Well, let me go into NSAID real quick, because I think okay. it's so many people take NSAIDs post-workout or post-manual labor. Yeah, because their back hurts. They're... You've torn down your muscles. Right. When you tear down your muscle and you allow rest to occur and you give proper nutrients. And they sleep. Re and sleep. They rebuild and you get stronger. This is the whole thing that a, a bodybuilders or any type of workout does. You tear it down. You repair it. You get stronger. Boom, 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 boom. NSAIDs prevent during that healing process. It actually is a, the, the regenerative phase. It blocks it. So yeah. you're not able to repair Fair. your muscle. So the main reason you're taking it because I have a sore muscle from working out, it's inhibiting your ability to repair. And if you are sore after workouts, I mean, a little bit of soreness is to be anticipated, but some people experience a lot of pain after workouts. To me, that that's a red flag that we've got <laughs> inflammation going on and, and we need to look at to what, what's contributing to that. So basically, painkillers, no matter what class it is, they inhibit healing they have so many downstream problems mm -hmm. that will actually make the pain worse long term. And we didn't even get into the, the side effects, the kidney damage, the heart issues, the, uh, I the mean, stroke, the, the just, I mean, on and on and on. And you can type in, you know, you can type in, in like a Google search for side effects of opioids, side effects of NSAIDs. And I mean, just look at all of that stuff. And it's real. I'm telling you, this happens. I, mean, I see it all the time. I mean, I can't take NSAIDs. One NSAID and I have reflux for the next four or five days. NSAIDs, incre in NSAIDs increase cartilage breakdown and decrease ligament healing. Yes. So you're taking them for those. And so what do doctors prescribe when you injure yourself? NSAIDs. Right. So you have an injured knee, which is usually Oh, you have a sprain. Just we want you to, comp you know, raise it, put some ice, comp you know, ice compression on it, take some NSAIDs. But a, a sprain is ligament, and now you've just inhibited it, your ligament. Yeah. So you're, it's, you can't make this stuff up that they could be this wrong. But people love the quick fix, and I think that's the whole problem is... quick. Fi we live in a quick fix society. Pill and, for an ill, just everybody's impatient. Well, once you get past the acute phase of pain, you can dampen down your inflammation in a week to two weeks. So you may have to endure a little bit of pain during this time. But it's a long fix. And I will tell you, I broke my arm several, about what, four or five years ago? Five years ago, yeah. In two. It was a bad compound fracture. I, the, the doctor gave me a script for pain medicine. I didn't even take it. I didn't even need to. It did not hurt. And you would think with a break of that nature, it would hurt. It didn't even hurt. I didn't need to take it. Because at that point in my life, my inflammation was very, you know, was very, very low in my body because I was doing all the lifestyle things. I didn't even need pain medicine. Well, I think my, my hip is one of the best examples of, of the different approaches that, you know, I injured, it took, my, my hip injury was over a course of multiple years. I, I ignored the pain. Um, I kept on drinking heavily and exercising heavily and that it just eventually, by the time I went to an orthopedic surgeon last summer, he looked at my MRI, he looked at my x-ray, he goes, your hip is just gone. He goes, I can give you a steroid shot now to help you through a couple of weeks until we get you into surgery. I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Back and, off, Jack. And so I talked to you, you gave me some advice. I half-heartedly informed Again, advice I'd already given you several Well, and the main, the main thing I didn't listen to was to quit drinking, but I curtailed it, but still too much. Until last Thanksgiving, when I had a very good Thanksgiving, lots of pies and sweets and good stuff, and also drank a lot. My you know, family's in town. Yeah. That's so what I'm, you and your brothers do. Yeah, we like to booze. So we're, we're boozing it and we're eating sugar foods. That week after Thanksgiving, I was in so much pain, I could not, I was like, this is debilitating. I said, I gotta get the surgery. Like, Paul, try one more last time. So I gave up drinking, which was tough. And we, we, we sat down and we had a little intervention and we were like, and you had to get yourself in that mindset of this is what I'm going to do. Yep. And because you were at a point where this was, you, you don't- couldn't, couldn't walk. And, and you don't want surgery. 
You know, you're fi- you're 54 years old. 55. You were at 54 at that time. Okay. Yeah. And so we we just were like, man, we cannot do this. We have got to try something else. So when I quit drinking, and then I continued, I was already doing a lot of things positive. I've always had a good diet, so that was not an issue. Yeah, so my did. diet was good. I cut out the excess sugar, and I cut out all alcohol. Lo and behold, about 10 days after I stopped all this, I started feeling a lot better. At two-week point, the pain was gone. And now I manage my pain completely with just fish oil and turmeric. And, and, I, ta- and I take glucosamine and chondroitin and um, hydrolonic acid but, to try to rebuild the cartilage. But we were also, you know, your pain was gone, but your, your mobility was another issue, which we've also been working on and have been making grounds on as well. Through tr- very strategic exercises. Yeah, bar Bar classes have been basically when you have a a compromised area, you have to increase the muscle around it to compensate. So my hip is still tender, but if you develop the muscles around it, it helps. That's why if you're you're weak and skinny, or even worse, weak and fat, you got to exercise. You're going to have this is another reason to exercise. Okay, my joint's the same size as your joint basically, and my joint's the same size as someone who weighs 400 pounds. Think about what that joint's having to go through. So proper weight, increasing your strength decreasing the inflammation. Now we're six months, almost six months from that point. I only have one bad day out of a month. Mm-hmm. The most of the time, and that bad day is still bearable. I'm like, and typically it's because sugar. You fell off the wagon. Yeah, and when I say sugar, I mean simple carbs, a pie, thing like that. And that's my, I can tell when it, when it occurs. Or when you scrounge around the kitchen late at night. Yeah, those are typ- <laughs> and, those, and, and those are typically carbs. So. It's just night and day, and I never once took an NSAID or opioid because you warned me of them. So I was able. Now my pain resilience is great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, a poster child for pain resilience. I have a high quality of life. We can bike up to 50 miles, mm-hmm. which is not extreme, but it's still not sissy. You know, it's right. moderate. I still don't run. I tried running last week. It's like, eh, didn't feel very good. Stopped. But I can hike. I can bike. I can do bar, Pilates. I'm in good shape. Mm-hmm. High quality of life. Yeah. No drugs. Right. That's pretty. That's that's the functional medicine approach. And your hip looked bad. The, well, like I said, the MRI of your hip was pretty bad. I can't wait to repeat it and see if there's improvement. If see if there's improvement. And there was no cartilage, and the end of the bone was starting. The end of the hip ball was starting to collapse from avascular necrosis, which was me being an alcoholic. Right. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. When you drink five, six drinks a night, and my drinks are. And your your tolerance was real high because you drank all. Long time. A long time, you know. But you know, I was ate well and I exercised, so I was quote compensating. And I see a lot of that. I see a lot of people doing that, you know, who like their booze, doing everything else great, but that booze is still an issue. And at some point it's gonna catch up with you. And folks, if you are an athlete and you love booze, you will have a joint issue. Because I have multiple friends out in Colorado, um, several of which mm-hmm. who are X game, if you know about the X games, those are the Pro skiers. Pro skiers younger than me, and they're all getting hip replacements or knee replacements. In their 40s. Uh-huh. And it's the, the common thread is being a drunk and hitting hard on the exercise. That is the worst because you're stressing. And, their, Folks, diet, and this, their diets aren't that great either. But exercise is stress. Yes. And, their, and their type of stress is extreme. I mean, they're, they're pounding moguls. They're doing, you know, they're Yeah, and we're going to talk about over-exercising too. Um, so... Let's, um, I want to get into the meat of this um, episode. This is what, if you are suffering from chronic pain, okay, whether it's day in, day out, or in, intermittent, or it's impacting the quality of your life, and you've never used a functional medicine approach to uncovering and addressing the root causes, please do so. It can change your life. And what I'm about to tell you, if it's, seen, if it's overwhelming to you, Work with a health coach. Work with a functional medicine health coach. They can keep you on track. They are a wealth of knowledge. They, you won't have to do all of the 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 work. The thinking. The thinking. They can they can help you and they can educate you. We we we're, this is part of it. We want to educate you and empower you so that you don't have to rely on others to take care of yourself. And definitely don't rely on the don't, current medical system. No, because they will fail you. So first of all, the first thing, diet. This is a big one, all right? It's not the only thing, but it's a big one. Your diet, what you consume can either help you or harm you. 
It can either be pro-inflammatory or, or anti-inflammatory. It's really up to you. Okay, so you gotta clean up the you gotta clean up your diet. All right, you gotta get away from the processed foods, all those and, and all the high the high carbs that turn to sugar instantly. All right, the pies, the cakes, you know about that. The cokes, the artificial sweeteners. Please, please get rid of those. Those just cause gut dysbiosis. They are harmful to your your very very important GI microbiome. But I want to lose weight. But your GI microbiome, all those bacteria and viruses and, and yeast and other microbes that reside there, are doing very very important things for your body, and including helping you reduce inflammation if you give them what they need. But a lot of you are trashing them. Okay, you're eating all these inflammatory diets full of processed foods, artificial sweeteners, all kinds of sugar. Stop it. All right, and then you have to do this as well, because I know a lot of people who've done Whole30, but yet they still have issues, because they don't address any possible food intolerances and sensitivities. I went 37 years before I realized I had issues with wheat, whey, and eggs. Mm -hmm. I can't eat them. They cause inflammation, but I was never able to put two and two together because I would never go long enough period of time without eating them to experience the reduction in inflammation. And having a healthy gut, because if your gut's not healthy, doesn't matter what you eat, you're going to have inflammation. Right. So, and, and a lot of you have food sensitivities that you aren't even aware of, all right? And that's why you, and the most common ones are, you know, wheat, eggs, dairy, soy, soy corn, Beans and legumes for some, but most of the times it's because they're not prepared correctly. And the same goes for nightshades. The same goes for nightshades. We hear lectins, okay. 60% of your food has lectins, okay. I know there's a particular doctor out there that thinks lectins is the cure to everything. Gundry. <laughs> so, and there is no one diet, there's no one size fits all diet, okay. It's very individual, all right, and you have to listen to your body and you have to do what works for you. And it takes time to figure that out. The, an elimination and reintroduction diet is what we use in my practice to determine the presence of food sensitivities and, and intolerances. After you've completely healed the gut. And, and we are working on healing your gut at that same time so that we get good data once you start reintroducing these, these possible food intolerances and yeah. sensitivities. So you have to do that and do it right. There's a lot of... Uh, of these elimination reintroduction diets out there on the internet that are wrong. Mm -hmm. They're not reintroducing foods in a strategic manner where you're going to get good data, nor are they encouraging um, the healing of your gut so that when you do reintroduce foods, you're doing it on a gut that is not permeable right. and they're, not they're, leaky. They're encouraging elimination. And our goal is to keep you on as many foods as possible. I think, I think we do it right because we spend a lot of time you know, kind of uh, forming a strategy for ours, and uh, ours we get good results with the way well, we, we do don't it. want you eliminating a food unnecessarily. Right. We want your diet to be as, as diverse as possible because that's how you make ensure you're getting a lot of the micronutrients that we need and stuff we don't even know about yet. And We're we still learning. Yeah, and we don't want to eliminate entire food groups if we don't have to. Okay. So anyway, that is a very big deal: an elimination reintroduction diet. Okay. And then, of course, cleaning up your diet. Then you have to address stress, okay? Stress will cause inflammation in your body. It does it to me, all right? Stress is a silent killer. It causes a lot of problems. And I know life throws us curveballs at times, and we, there's nothing we can do, all right? Mm -hmm. But just deal with what they throw at us. But a lot of you are not dealing with that very well. You're running to the wrong things, alcohol in particular, okay? That's not a good way to manage your stress. The news. The news. Get, please turn the TV off. It, I cannot believe people sit there. Are you masochists? Because that's what, ma that's what masochists do is, is sit there and listen to that stuff nonstop. All it is is straight up fear, I, fear just, porn. I want to just rip it off the wall. But I'd have to give up HGTV. <laughs> well, like my poor mom, 90 years old, was watching it. She goes, she watches, uh, was watching NBC, and she's like, it, it just, it seems like it's just all over. And I said, Mom, 
Yeah, how many times is the apocalypse supposed to have happened? I said, look outside. How, how bad does it look? She goes, it doesn't look at all. I said, these, yeah. people are, these people are... This is what they get paid to do. They want you glued to it. That's how they make their money, all right? And the and fear sells, obviously. Yep. So, so again, stress is a big deal. A lot of you aren't managing it correctly. Um, there's a lot of things to do to get on top of that so that it's not contributing to this pro-inflammatory pathways that's causing your pain, okay? Um, toxin exposures. This is, this is a big one, too, and it's, it deserves its... All of these deserve multiple episodes, which we will be covering in the future. Right. But toxin exposures, they're everywhere now, unfortunately. Um, you know, per the EPA, and I always give out the step, but per the EPA, there's about 65,000 chemicals that have been introduced into our environment over the last 50 to 60 years. Okay? That's a lot. And I don't know how a body is supposed to evolve quick enough to deal with all that. So there are ways that you can mitigate that, um, you know, it, these things are in our air, our, our food, our water. They're in our cleaning products, our beauty products, the things we use in our yard, on our pets. Go as natural as possible. And there are lots of alternatives out there these days. So many beauty products now and cleaning products that are all natural. You can even make your own. They're fine, too. They work great. A little bit of, uh, what, baking soda and lemon juice and bleach. Those can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Pretty cheap, too. And so you, you've got to start thinking about what you're putting on your body, in your body, because that's going to directly cause inflammation, okay? Um, and, then the, and then not only are we exposed to these things, but we have now we, we have to make sure our liver can detox these things appropriately. And your liver has to have all kinds of nutrients to do this. All right, so that's why you have to make sure that what you're eating is nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the nutrients you need to to detox as well. And a fatty liver does not work very well, right? And a fatty liver does not work. A fatty liver is an indication that your liver is struggling and you've got a lot of inflammation on board. And it's usually because people are eating too many carbohydrates. And or drinking. And or drinking, yes. You're doing a lot of things wrong that's causing a lot of toxicity. Okay? Diet is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um so toxins and poor sleep. Get off the social media apps and the computer at night. It's causing you to have poor sleep. Yep. We have to discuss sleep hygiene with a lot of our patients because they're doing a lot of things wrong. Um, sleep, especially the deep stages of sleep, is when your body repairs itself and takes out the trash. You accumulate trash just by being alive every day and your body has to deal with that it has to get rid of the breakdown products and the trash and it does that when you are in the deep stages of sleep and a lot of you are not getting into those deep stages okay you're tossing and turning all night long you're waking up at 2 a.m not able to go back to bed so something's going on and sleep is kind of like a chicken or egg scenario right inflammation can cause you not to have good sleep. Right. And then poor sleep can cause inflammation. So sometimes we have to attack multiple, all these areas at once to get on top of it. Okay. So we're, that, that, that's what we, we're using a holistic approach here. Okay. So a couple of things about sleep, just because I know these are where a lot of you are going wrong. Again, get off the, the social media apps are designed to keep you addicted to them mm-hmm. by increasing your dopamine levels. Like a slot machine. Like a slot machine. So dopamine is very energizing to your brain. And so if you're on these social media apps before bed, you're energizing your your brain at the time when you need to be trying to calm it down. And not only is, is this 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 um, slot machine effect going on, but you're exposing your eyes to blue light, which is what these electronics have. Mm-hmm. And so blue light also energizes your brain. Blue light is primarily what we have mid- midday. Right. When you walk outside during the middle of the day, you're exposed to blue light. Okay. That, that's natural. That's because you, we want to be awake during the day, right? Mm-hmm. And so. But morning and evening is red light. Is red light. Kind and that's. Kind of calm you down. Kind of calm you down or bring you into the day slowly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So get off the apps. Um, it only takes about 15 minutes of exposure to an LED to decrease your melatonin levels by 50%. And folks, 15 minutes. And we have these things in our homes. And folks, if you think this is a blue light, how could it make a difference? 
our bodies evolved for tens of thousands of years with red light, which is candles, fires. This is how we evolved. We were listening, you know, we were watching the fire, we were watching a candle, and all of a sudden- We know, have to have, you know, everything has to be energy efficient and blue light. Yeah, and even in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s, those bulbs were more red light. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we've gone to LED and fluorescent, which ha the fluorescent have a flicker effect, which is another whole topic of right. how it energizes you. So this blue light phenomenon is new. So don't think there's not a, a, a benign issue. And it happened immediately. Yeah. They passed that law, boom. We all have, you know, we all have energy efficient bulbs in our homes. Gotta now. save the planet. Right, so change those bulbs out. We started putting in the um, Edison bulbs and things that have mm -hmm. the less of the blue light, more of the red light. And bare minimum by the blue, the, the, there are LEDs that have a modified spectrum where you can skew it to be more red. It's still bluer mm -hmm. than an incandescent, but it's still better than the all blue. Yeah. So, um, and then also even those little bitty lights that might, you know, you, you might've turned the TV off in your bed to go to bed, but there's that little bitty light in the corner sometimes that shows up or your phone might have a light or your alarm clock might have a light, cover it up because your retina can still pick up on that light even when your um, eyelids are closed. Did you notice I put duct tape over that one green light we had on the TV? <laughs> Yeah, and I keep talking about that. I know I talk about this in every episode, but it's important, okay? So, okay, so we've talked about sleep, or at least a little bit, and how, you know, you got to get good sleep to get on top of inflammation. No way around it, okay? So stop it with the poor sleep. Well, sleep, you know, I'm not going to digress into intermittent fasting, but you talk about taking out the trash, and we often talk, that one of the reasons I love intermittent fasting is that, you know, when you limit your feeding window, if you eat right before you go to bed, which helps me go to sleep sometimes, which is great, but, but your body has to deal with that food and your body's sleeping, but it's, it, it's first priority is like, okay, I got to deal with this food. got to digest this food. And I got to do all these things. I got to move these nutrients around. It prevents the body from taking out the trash. E efficiently or as well as it could. Right. And that's why fasting is so great because it gives your body time to deal with the trash and it's not revving up your immune system constantly because you're shoving food in it all the time. Because, but that, because it, it is evoking an immune response when you eat. There's no way around it because and, you know most of our immune cells lie along our GI tract. Again, this is how we evolved. I mean, my relatives- Break breakfast, yeah. break the fast. Well, and it used to be for farmers, they would actually get up at daylight and go work, work. for several hours, right. then come back in, then do breakfast. Because grandma had to get cooking and she wasn't, you know, it takes time to make a good breakfast. And they went to bed early, so they, they were naturally getting 16-hour break between And feedings. they weren't snacking all day long because they were out working and so, keeping themselves busy. They don't keep the food tube clogged. Yeah, the worst thing you can do is just have, you know, especially with the people that have the sit-down jobs at the desk, the desk jobs, you got that snack bowl. Somebody's always got the snack bowl full. And you're just constantly reaching in there mindlessly, shoving it in your face. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible. Well, we were told habit. that eating six meals a day is six healthier. Six meals, yeah. I mean, for some, there and are they, for some people that you have to because it's the way they have to get. Well, the if food you're very in. active, or that, some, that could be the case. And some people just don't do well well with, with big meals. But for most people, limit your food intake to a, a smaller period of time, and you'll be yeah. you'll have. And, that, and that's a, and that, again, that's another episode: intermittent fasting, which I'm a fan of, by the way. Okay, so the next thing, nutrient deficiencies, this goes hand in, goes hand, in hand with your diet. But nutrient deficiencies occur for several reasons. One, you're not consuming enough nutrients. Um, your body is using them up quickly because of stress and detoxification demands and or you're not absorbing them. And usually it's a combination of all three. You're not absorbing them because your gut's not healthy. Because your gut's not healthy, mm -hmm. okay? So, it, and again, it's usually all three of those, but nutrient deficiencies are a big deal when it comes to, um, to pain, especially when you talk, talk, start talking about omega-3 fatty acid ratios to omega-3 to omega-6. Uh, omega omega-6 mm -hmm. omega fatty acids, you need them, okay? Mm -hmm. But they tend to create a pro-inflammatory state. Right. The omega threes um, promote an anti-inflammatory state, and we used to we used to get like an eight to one ratio of omega three to omega sixes. Okay, now it's completely reversed. We're getting like a ten to one of, of omega sixes to omega threes oh, now. No, you're, it, it's up to some sometimes twenty to one. 
I mean, it's because all these, you know, the the vegetable oils and all these processed food, foods we're consuming. Nobody's eating fatty fish and and nuts and things like that anymore. And, and the content, the omega three content of our foods, is not what it used to right. be either. Grass fed beef has omega threes. When you when you do when they're grain fed, which is not natural for them, it's an inflammatory state for them, which makes great fat and makes them taste great, but it also gets rid of the omega threes and greatly increases the omega sixes. You can do you can do that same thing for grass fed dairy. Do that for us. Just for, think what the corn's doing to us. Right. Well, it's just you are what you eat eats. Right. So that's why we're eating so many omega sixes. It's the vegetable oils. It's the fact that our meats no longer have omega threes. It's the fact that our dairy does not have omega threes. Used to be grass. You know, if you're if Betsy the cow was eating grass all day and you milked her and you made butter off of it, it had high omega threes in it. That's gone. That's yeah. gone. If you're not doing it, it's just so you're you're. We're bathing ourselves in omega-6s. We're not eating the fish, which has omega-3s, and we've gotten rid of the other minor sources of omega-3s, your beef, right. your, your, all those, and that's because of factory food. Yeah, and, and vitamin D is another one, anti-inflammatory. Vitamin D does all kinds of great things for our body, but it plays a very crucial role in your immune system, all right? So yes, it's, it, 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 we know it's a, low vitamin D levels are associated with depression, um, poor blood sugar regulation, higher susceptibility uh, to COVID, higher susceptibility to viruses, um, but they also play or it also plays a role in pain. Mm -hmm. Okay, get outside. That's the best way to get vitamin D is to expose your skin to the sunshine. Yeah, we, we supplement with vitamin D in the winter, but it's still not a substitute for real sunshine because it's not just vitamin D you get from the sunshine. There's so oh, many, many other things. Yes. Again, another whole episode of right. what the sun of just does what do. sunshine and being outside can do for your body. How it energizes your retina, which makes you not, it well it, it yeah it you expose yourself to that your retinas to that light and it helps regulate your circadian rhythms. Right, because you're you're getting energized and you, later on you calm down yeah. and we're screwing that cycle up. Well, it's all about how your, 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 you know, that pineal gland and your circadian rhythms. You know, we're doing so many things wrong. You know, we've been duped and I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. If these are the best and the brightest and, and they've done everything wrong, <laughs> I mean, it either, either it's mass incompetence or a mass conspiracy. Because yeah. How can you be, how can people this smart be this wrong? Not once have they mentioned anything about things that can support and optimize your immune system. Because it goes against... They meant nothing about it. Because it goes against selling pharmaceuticals. Nothing. And that they are the big beast. Well, let's don't, let's don't get off on that topic. Oh, I'd you like know, to... I, I know. So the last thing is exercise. Um, exercise is not optional, okay? Exercise, you have to do it. You have to move your body. And if exercise, if that word turns you off... Call it, call it physical activity or fun time, okay? Just, you have to move your body. And not all of us are supposed to be doing the same exercises, okay? I highly encourage you to do more weight training and less of this full-on cardio that a lot of you are doing. Everybody wants to do cardio because it burns calories, you know? It also increases your cortisol levels tremendously, especially when it's super high impact. It's very stressful on the body, some of these cardio workouts that a lot of people are doing. And it's making matters worse. And folks, muscle mass burns a lot more calories. It sure does. In so. fact, whenever I start, I, there's been times when I have kind of slacked off on my weight training routine and then when I pick it back up, I drop weight immediately. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bulking, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got more muscle, but yet I'm losing weight on the scale. And I hardly ever weigh myself. I don't like doing that. I just kind of judge by the way my body looks in the mirror. I, I let that be my judge on what to do. But yeah, a lot of, a lot, I have a lot of patients who are over-exercising and they're wondering why they've got a pooch going on, why they're always hurting, why they're depressed and why they can't sleep, you know. Well, you're over. You're. This is a stress on your body. Okay, you're over stressing your body. You have to slack off. And folks, so and that's hard for a lot of people to accept. Exercise is key to rehabilitating an injury. So let's look at the conventional model versus the functional medicine model. The conventional model, you're blocking all the pain. So when you exercise, there's a high probability there's a motion that you're doing that is probably exacerbating your injury but you're not feeling it because you've blocked too much of it. Compare that to if you have your pain managed with lowering your inflammation, so you exercise, you feel good. Now when you feel that little twinge, it's you, like, hey. You know it's legit. 
Well, and also, you know, to adjust what you're doing, your style, how you're moving. I, because my, my pain management is with, and you know, lowering my inflammation. When I walk or do this, I make sure that my gait is proper. And if I'm doing something stupid, that little twinge tells me if I was on an opioid, I wouldn't feel it. I would just keep grinding it. And we have um, one of our health coaches, Hannah, is a wonderful resource when it comes to exercise, physical, physical activity. Um, this is what she, I mean, this is where her expertise is. Because a lot of you are doing so many things wrong, especially with the weight, you're, you're lifting weights and some of the, the exercises you're choosing to do. M movement and motion is very, very important to protect your body. And if you block all the pain, you'll make that injury and, worse. Yeah, if you're taking, you know, your, your pain meds so you can work out, you you can't feel that you're doing some of these motions wrong, right? You just grind that joint up. Yeah. So anyway, um, exercise is not just about being able to wear a bikini in the summertime, toning up and things like that, and burning calories. It, it does so many things for your body. You just, and again, another episode, right? Okay. okay. And then there, we do want to give you a little bit of, you know, there, there's some natural things that you can um, take that can kind of nudge you in the right direction. Again, supplementation is not meant to replace things. It's, it's, it's supplementing, right. right? So there are things that you and I have taken and some of our patients take that have helped with their pain. While we work on uncovering and addressing the root causes, mm -hmm. right? We're always doing that. But in the meantime, we need to kind of help you with some of your pain. So we offer some um, natural alternatives to NSAIDs and IV, you know, uh, opioids and things like and joint injections, steroids. So probably, probably the biggest one, and we won't, I mean, this is a whole nother topic again, but medical marijuana um, is excellent for pain reduction. I have seen, I have seen people get off pain pumps and be able to go from not able to walk across their living room to walking two miles a day with medical marijuana. Now, I understand that there's a lot, it has a, um, there's this history involved with it. Uh, a lot of people. A history of cover-up. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and, and you don't, and medical marijuana is, you don't have to get high when you use it. There's right. all sorts of ways and routes that it can be administered without getting you high, but, but being able to benefit from its um, pain reduction. And there's gonna be a lot of advances in this. It's amazing. One thing I we went to a pain management course down in San Antonio, and which it, which was a functional medicine conference. And it was amazing because the the opioids system in your body has been extensively studied for 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 a century. We've just studied it. I mean, the the morphine and all that's been around mm -hmm, since the, a long time. Long time. So we put all this research into it. But the endocabinoid system is much 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 larger in our body. And we've done no research on it. Like, oh, they've done research. They just don't want to let us know what they know about it. Right. Because again, it's, you can't patent marijuana. <laughs> no. You know, it's, it's, a free, it's available to everyone. And I was amazed, like, holy, that's, a, that's amazing. A, a system that's dwarfs in comparison, right. the opioid system. But we're going to put all of our efforts here and, and come up with hundreds of drugs here and completely ignore something that that's is... That's been the case with everything natural. I mean, it, because it's not patentable, they can't make money of it, we're just not going to pay attention to it, or we're going to squash it. I was amazed also at this conference that they said, when they look at the pain, so a pain receptor is like a, uh, like a door. A key. key like, a like key. A key. Well, the lock. Lock. Yeah. The lock. And so the pain blocker is the key. Right. So the opioid key goes into the lock, it blocks that pain. The same thing occurs with the endocannabinoid system. The THC goes into that receptor and it's a perfect fit. So that's why it's a great pain blocker. They can't figure out why or if CBD works. So a lot of you guys that may be taking CBD oil, if it helps, great. Yeah, and I know a lot of people it does help. But they don't know why it works yet. Oh, they know. Or if it were, well, <laughs> no, that, that, I had that, I was stayed up drinking with that one I guy. I know, you talked to one guy, okay? He's probably, he's not the authority on all things Well, he was presenting. CBD. He was, he was a big presenter there. Well, but, but it was just okay. fascinating that they could see Sorry. one thing and it was perfect fit. But I'm very jaded. <laughs> As you can 
I'm sure you can understand why. But so medical marijuana is a is a great long term as long as you're addressing the underlying cause also. And that's, you know, I work with a lot of people who are using medical marijuana to treat their chronic pain. And I want, I just want to scream out, and I do a lot of times, it's like, you need to work with a functional medicine doctor, okay? I'm glad that the medical marijuana is helping your pain and that you've been able to get off gabapentin and your opioids and your NSAIDs and your antidepressants. But there's there's still you're doing a lot of things wrong and again it's 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 a natural alternative to the pharmaceutical and one that is I'm glad that people have access to because it is helping them get off a lot of their pharmaceuticals but at the same time we've got to start addressing the lifestyle issues that are contributing to the reason why you need to still use medical marijuana you don't that's not the finish line that's not the finish line yeah exactly it's just to allow you to keep going until you get to the finish line. right so yeah so there's some other natural well, things. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people don't want the natural because if we start this conversation talking about the length of time that it takes to dampen an inflammation, but there are a few naturals that are very, very quick. One of them is the capsicum cream, and you said it was interesting because it blocks the substance P. Yes, that's producing your nerve in your nerves that tr- help transmit pain, and that capsaicin from cayenne pepper mm-hmm. blocks uh, that. Uh, it's called substance P, and so you don't have that the pain signals. So as a topical, that's a very quick, right. immediate. Um, Annie Hale, one of our uh, health coaches right now, is going uh, through, she has a, um, what's they call that? The root, the root canal. Root, root canal is going bad. and uh, She's been in some pain. Oh, my goodness. Clove oil. Clove oil is a proven long-term, you just, you got to be careful because it'll burn your skin. But if you can dab that clove oil with a Q-tip or with your finger onto, onto the, the it area. It works. For 15, 20 minutes, it's going to block that pain completely. And dental pain is the worst. I've had to do so many dental blocks on people before in the ER. Just terrible teeth, you know. And and I felt so bad for them because that is a bad, bad pain. Yeah, I learned about the the clove oil from the movie Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman when they were... They were torturing him, and they were drilling his teeth. Gosh, you just love talking about. Well, it was just—it was such a poignant scene where they drill his teeth, and he's just screaming in pain. And then they give him clove oil. Then they'd ask him a few questions. And if they didn't like the questions, they'd drill another tooth. Ah, okay, that's enough. So those those examples are very quick ones, but the majority of the rest of them. Boswellia, uh, bromelain, which is from uh, pineapple. It's a pineapple enzyme. Um, Curcumin. That's a big one. That's that's helped. That's that's from turmeric. That's that's helped a lot of people. Fish oil, fish oil, fish oil, um, or omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, what Cat's claw is another one mm-hmm. that's been shown to help. White willow, which is very similar to aspirin, but it's a step. It's easier on your liver. So basically it's the same process, but you're, it's one step before, and it, it is easier on your liver and, and how it goes through. But that's a, another relatively quick pain blocker. These are, these are anti-inflammatory substances. And just like the NSAIDs, they work on different pathways. Right. So but they don't have all those side effects. Correct. Um, not saying that they can't have some. Okay. They can. They can if, because, you, don't, uh, but, if you don't, if you don't source good quality. Right. Because, and even with omega-3 fatty acids, if you take too much, they can suppress killer T activity. Okay. So that killer T activity is what we need to fight off viruses and things. So Again, that, that's something good, but taking too much of it can be bad. Right. It, can, it can make you more susceptible to viral infections if you're taking too much of it. On our, on our website, we have a button that goes to Fullscript. Fullscript is an online dispensary, and Amy has grouped the ones that she feels are the best into categories. I need to redo it. I need to go back and, and kind of we can, take some things out, put some things in. I'm but, always doing that when things come out. And I, But this... We private label a few things, and Amy has compounded some things that she finds necessary. But there's so many things, because we're, we're, we're on the skew of not as much supplementation as most people. I'm not, yeah, I, I use them, and there are times when they're necessary with some of our patients, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's, it, sometimes you have to get the nutrients into your body, right? And so they do play a part. But at, at the end of the day, I want you taking as few supplements as possible, because I want you to be living a lifestyle to where you don't need that, but unfortunately, I mean, I ha- I have to. But these these are all these are pharmaceutical grade supplements, which is very important because the poor quality ones. Yeah, don't uh, get that stuff off or, the Walgreens shelf or, or Walmart. Walmart. You don't or, know or, how long it's been sitting there. And, and the contaminants. And these things are not known for their quality. Okay. Things like lead, arsenic, 
other contaminants have been in them. So you need a vetted source. So don't buy from Walmart or Walgreens or GNC. That Now brand, stay away from that one. And they, they and they're on full script, which bugs me. I don't know how oh, we, no. we don't put them on our, our list. Oh, no. But point is, natural is great. Make sure it's vetted properly. Um, if you if you buy it through full script, Amy's actually discounted it to her maximum level. So it's it's should be cheaper than you can get it elsewhere. And it's the ability to know that okay it's not contaminated because that would be a side effect if you're ingesting lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just don't, you just don't know with some of these things. Um, all right. Did we, again, there's, there's no magic bullet when it comes to supplements and, and, and nutrients have to be in a balance. You have to have that. There's not a nutrient that's more important than another. They all have to be there for your body to work right. And nutrients can have toxicity. And, and, and we all have different nutrient needs because we're all different. Okay. So, um, I mean, but we can, you can apply some generalities to some of these things. Right. So again, there's, everybody always asks me, what supplement can I take for this? You know, and I'm like, I see what you put on Facebook. All right. Your lifestyle needs to be changed. Don't worry about the supplements yet. Don't worry about the supplements yet. You need to make some major changes in your lifestyle. So, um, yes, there's supplements that can help nudge you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I've used them, and I know they work. But at the same time, I want you to be, I don't want to be enabling bad behavior. I right. want you to be doing the lifestyle things. With, I manage my lifestyle correctly, and I have a hip that shouldn't be walked on, yet I, I'm perfectly capable yeah. with just fish oil and turmeric and then i take the turmeric because it's but you it's also good. take a multivitamin right but that's not for the pain probiotics just, well it's helping yes it is it's providing nutrients that are required for detoxification right and other things so we, yeah we we're on the lesser side because I, I we get some patients coming in that are on right. so many sub they're spending five hundred dollars a month on supplements it becomes a religion and you I'm know, like, how do you how do you have room to eat after all that? No. I mean, I take quite. I mean, I take more than I would have ever thought I would be at this. But I, when I when I feel better because of it, mm -hmm. you know, and I take an omega three, a multivitamin, um, probiotic, and fish oil. Well, omega three. Oh, good. yeah. And then I and I use our shake, which is medicinal in itself. It's great for gut health because it has the L glutamine. It has L glutamine, but it's it, it, but I also it. add collagen powder to it because um, my skin looks like crap right now. She's lying. <laughs> She's rocking it for forty eight. Oh, you know, I just I am not going to grow old gracefully. Fight it every. I am going to fight it every. It's every day in every way. Well, I hope you understand a little bit more about pain management. That is not what you thought. And the quick fix. Don't only, fall for the scam, please. Well, the quick fix is going to cause you more problems yes. two weeks out. So you can either bear pain for a couple of weeks and have a longer, healthier life, or you can kick the can down for two weeks and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And, it's going and to get then worse. other things are going to happen. You're going to be put on more pills. And you're, you're, yeah. yeah so let's not, let's not do that. So if we've thrown a lot of information at you, um, and you're overwhelmed with all the things that you need to do and you just don't know where to start, I highly encourage you to work with a functional medicine health coach. As a first, first Preferably step. ours, but, you know, just if you do choose to go the health coaching route, make sure they, they have a functional medicine background, some type of certifications, preferably with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Um, That's what makes you so unique is not only they certified. But they also, been, I mentor them. I mentor my years. health coaches. And I, we talk all the time about the patients mm -hmm. and I, I help guide them and I we're constantly you know um, keeping each other abreast of what patients are experiencing what things are going what research is going on and the responses of the patients to this or that and so um, my health coaches are very very knowledgeable I mean, I, I, and they're they're professionals and they are top-notch they are gifted at what they do and we could not do what we do in my practice without them and in fact everybody has to see a health coach in my practice right you well, have to there's well, no way around it everyone wants to see a functional medicine doctor from the get-go which is a lot more expensive much more expensive but if you're not doing and, and usually unnecessary yeah if you're not doing everything right you shouldn't see it yet yeah a lot of people want to come straight to me and do a lot of testing and want to do a lot of testing especially for their hormones because everybody wants to think it's you know it's just a quick hormone fix um but 
you, a lot of you are doing so many things wrong. You're just wasting your time and money if you if you seek out a functional medicine doctor from the get go. Clean up your lifestyle first. Work with a health coach first. Mm-hmm. Do that, and then if you continue to have problems, then it's time to kick it up to a functional medicine doctor. And then your life's a lot easier because you've removed all the bad variables. And then we can really hone in on what might be going on because now we don't. Now we know. Okay, you've cleaned up your diet. Your your stresses. You've reduced your stress. You've lowered your toxin levels. All right, I don't have to deal with that now. Now I can kind of focus on what really is going on. Yeah, because you'll be mad if you spend hundreds of dollars and they tell you to quit drinking Diet Cokes because that's really thousands of dollars for some people. Some of these health, um, these functional medicine doctors in the big cities Mm -hmm. are charging a lot of money and that's great if they can get that i'm not here to bash them all right well we've made it a mission to make functional medicine affordable to everyone and we have worked really hard to do that and a lot i know a lot of people look at our prices and think that they're wow it's expensive you don't have any idea then yeah just go check out some of these other functional medicine practices in like san francisco chicago dallas we're less than a third yeah and we do it because we believe in it. We want to make sure it's affordable. And that's what this podcast is because those who still can't afford it, you can glean a lot of information if you'll follow this. I, I get so upset when I see what's being done to people and the suffering that they are, that's occurring in their life unnecessarily. It, it makes me angry mm-hmm. at what's going on. So, so angry. And that's... That's the big drive behind what I do. I don't want you to go through what I had to go through as a patient for years and years and years of unnecessary suffering, just having pills thrown at me, procedures done, never addressing the root causes of my issue, taking my colon out. A defogram? It's a defogram. <laughs> Look that one up. I had to do that. In front of how many people? Uh, four people in the room. Oh, that's nice. That was, yeah. So I don't want you to go through what I had to go through. But yet I'm still, I'm seeing patients who are, who are just being cared for very poorly. Right. And I, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to speak out and uh, haters going to hate, but I don't care. I know functional medicine works. And the conventional medicine model is failing people. Absolutely. All right. So we'll end on that. Can I give my mantra? Please give your mantra because I love it. Love many, trust few, and paddle your own canoe. All right. I like it. It applies to all aspects of life. We might be paddling a canoe today if this rain didn't stop. I know. All right, guys. So glad you uh, have joined in to listen to us or watch us on YouTube. Follow us on um, uh, Twitter, Self Care's New Healthcare. Um, Amy Beard MD on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Always throwing out tidbits, great information. Um, join the community. Get in there. Tell us what you think. Tell us what um, tell us what you want us to talk about. Um, tell us what you think about our podcast. Yeah, I need Twitter followers on my self care is <laughs> a new healthcare. I'm in charge of that one. And uh, yes, Paul is in charge of that one. And sometimes I worry about the tweets. <laughs> Because Paul... I'm going to take some Ambien tonight and get out of it. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Anyway, thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. and um, See you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs.